This cold open is brought to you by the rain that has been assaulting my island. I love it! <laughs> it's so nice! <laughs> my name is Heidi, and I'm going to grad school. Don't know where yet. My name is Rory, and I'm going somewhere to college, maybe, probably. Ah. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. <laughs> was not expecting us to both choose the same weird tonal shift. Well, I, <laughs> Rory, we've been choosing the same weird tonal shift since Camp Rock. What are you? <laughs> it is way more shocking when we improv in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So you may have noticed our facts are remarkably similar. We have an announcement. Spoilers ahead is super fun and we're going to keep doing it for a little while longer but we do have a planned end date yes which we will announce a little bit closer to it but basically yeah it's going to be on a nice round number yeah <laughs> um and we're both going to different colleges at different levels rory's going to yes. be pursuing a bachelor's degree and i'll be pursuing a second master's mm-hmm. we're so excited yes um and it's because, you know, we just spend so much time together and our relationship has just really... Det- no, it's nothing <laughs> oh like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, boomer. Uh, okay, boomer. Nah. Uh, <laughs> but for realsies, it's it's just a practicality yeah. thing. And also, we didn't... We knew we were going to have to leave any like anyways, and we wanted to end on a nice round number. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to end in, like, April-ish. Yeah, it's April-ish is, yeah. is kind of the target April-ish. Date. So uh, that we can get that nice round number and not end on a weird number and be upset for the rest of our lives. God, like episode 57. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but th- this has been in the in the cards um, since the very beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I think we talked about it for the first time in like episode five. Yeah. When, around that, that time. Yeah. So nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Yeah. This is the this has been the plan. But guess what? Sometimes you have to sail into the sunset. And also, like, it's just, if, going to be honest, if we had, like, a ton of ad sponsors and we were making money, yeah. we'd figure it out. Yeah. But that's not the case, and so it's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> this is for funsies. This is for funsies, and therefore it would not be fun trying to coordinate at two different universities no, around God. two different class schedules around. <laughs> and my pursuing of boxing. That, too. Did I tell you that? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I, I have not decided what weird sport I'm going to pick up, but I have decided I'm picking something up. Yeah. Like I decided a while ago, I just, I haven't figured out what it yeah. is because it kind of depends on where I am. Yeah. Leaning toward fencing. See, I was thinking about that one too, but I don't know. It, yeah. It's got a lot of gear involved. I also don't know. That's yeah. why I <laughs> don't know yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you want to talk about the uh, thing this podcast is about, which is books and movies and music? Yeah. So... The books in the books, movies, and music that we're podcasting out about. Don Treader and Silver Chair. If you don't know what that is, Narnia. Yeah. We're doing <laughs> books uh, three and four in the Narnia series. And the four. The Voyage of the Don Treader and The Silver Chair, both by C.S. Lewis. So if you've read Michael Ward's Planet Narnia or Michael Ward's The Narnia Code or listened to this podcast. Yeah. You're aware of the planetary theory of the Narnias, where like each one is ruled by a different Greek. <laughs> sun and moon. We're doing yes. sun and moon. Sun and moon. <laughs> sun and moon. That's why they're together. So John Treader's fantastic because there's so many dragons. Yes. Which 
one of my favorite things in the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which for those of you who are not familiar with the plot, uh, Edmund and Lucy, the two younger Pevensies, get swept up into Narnia through a painting in their obnoxious cousin's house. And their obnoxious cousin, whose name is Eustace Clarence Scrub, gets swept into Narnia with them. And they join King Caspian on his voyage to the edge of the mm. world because Narnia is flat. Mm-hmm. And they are sailing to the end of the world to try to find the seven lords of Narnia that were banished by King Caspian's uncle. Yes. And also they want to find Aslan's country. It's real great. That's the premise. And it's so real great. It's very episodic. Yeah. Like it feels like a mini series. It's like, this episode we're on this yeah. island. This episode we got sold into slavery. This episode Reap a Cheap somehow <laughs> killed a sea serpent. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee. <laughs> And this episode, Eustace turned into a dragon. <laughs> oh, my Eustace favorite. is a dragon. <laughs> and he's talking about how he can be a dragon and do all these terrible things. But he doesn't want to. Mm. He wants to be friends. <laughs> Friendsies. And just Reepicheep being besties with Eustace the dragon because I Eustace can't Reepicheep. talk. Reepicheep. Cheap oh, oh. is the best character in this book. He is. And like, I say that knowing that Edmund is in this book. Yeah, that's a lot. That's so much for <laughs> it's me. It's a lot coming from you. Um, but uh, the other thing is, and this like is my favorite thing about Don Treader is the sneaky dragon. Yeah, that's sneaky in the sense that like it's there from the beginning. Yeah. Do you know where the sneaky dragon is? Do you know which, tr- which dragon is the sneaky dragon? Mm-mm. It's the ship itself. The uh, head. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh. So it's like this, <laughs> this whole time like this this obsession with gold and hoarding and yeah. like Caspian hoarding knowledge he's been in the dragon and he almost gives up his job as king to oh, do the wow. wrong thing and like hoard the exploration yeah. and Aslan's like no no and don't you have somewhere to be namely your throne room <laughs> running this country namely <laughs> running the country it's perfect yeah. and the idea of like the bratty kid being turned into a dragon because he's greedy at heart. Perfect. So good. So good. And it did him some good. I just love dragons. Oh, I love it. I also love that at the end of Don Treader, Aslan's like, yeah, I'm Jesus. Yeah, I'm Jesus. It's just like, in case anyone thought it was an allegory, <laughs> Lewis shuts that down. Yeah. This is a quote from Reepicheep the Talking Mouse, who is perfect, and I love him. I love him. My own plans are made. While I can, I sail east in the Dawn Treader. When she fails me, I paddle east in my coracle. When she sinks, I shall swim east with my four paws. And when I can swim no longer, if I have not reached Aslan's country, or shot over the edge of the world in some vast cataract, I shall sink with my nose to the sunrise, and Peepicheek will be head of the Talking Mice in Narnia. Swim with my four paws is so cute because I'm just picturing Reaper Cheap. <laughs> I love him. I also love like the level of destiny in this book. It's so beautiful and perfect. They did not even try to stop him, for everything now felt as if it had been faded or had happened before. And it is such a rare experience to feel like everything has happened before. Yeah. But I've had a co- I've had maybe like four conversations in my whole life, and were four experiences where it felt like this has happened. This is all. This was always going to happen. Yeah. And should these things happen again, this will happen again with them. Yeah. And it's so nice. It's like oddly comforting. Right. 
It's all so perfect. <laughs> I love it. And I just, I, I know I've said it like eight times already. But I love Reaper Cheap and it's like deep, deep need to be, like to go to Aslan's country. Yes. I just like his, his deep passion is just so inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Reaper Cheap's religious devotion to Aslan is yeah. second to none. Also, the super chivalrous mouse. Ugh. Like, the most knightly knight in Narnia is a mouse. Yes. Narnia mm. gets me. It really it gets <laughs> Narnia gets me. <laughs> you know? It just it digs deep in my soul and is buried there. Like, burrowed. Aslan, said Lucy, will you tell us how to get into your country from our world? I shall be telling you all the time, said Aslan, but I will not tell you how long or short the way will be, only that it lies across a river. But do not fear that, for I am the great bridge builder. <laughs> I really, really like it. I really, really like <laughs> I it. I really, really like it. I and there <laughs> I want to I want to bring in the movie just very briefly before we turn our attention to the silver chair uh-huh. because the sun we're just like we like it so much. We like it. Um and it really is just adventure after adventure and a really interesting <sighs> like basically every type of greed. Yeah. Like greed of knowledge, greed of power, greed of for people, like yeah. lust, every type of greed is covered Beauty. in this book. It's so good. Yeah. But um that in the film Prince Caspian, they put in this romance with Caspian and Susan, uh-huh. which a lot of people were on the fence about. Uh-huh. But I find it very romantic because yeah. the person Caspian ends up marrying is the daughter of the star. Yeah. And I just love the idea that the only person who could beat Queen Susan the Gentle, the ancient queen who comes <laughs> back yeah. uh, from a land beyond beyond all lands into into your time, the only person... Who can convince you to like abandon that love? Yeah, is freaking the daughter of a star. Yeah, like, oh yeah, it's so. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> where else do you go from there? Everything else is down, except for a star, which is about a star in quotes. No, like, a star, a, a, lit- a star. <laughs> yeah, no, not a star. Is yeah. in like a celebrity. A star no. is in like twinkle, twinkle. Now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the star's daughter also brings us oh. to the plot of the silver chair because the only thing that can take out a star's daughter is a witch snake <laughs> have you seen the old bbc narnias no i haven't okay so they are so deeply flawed <laughs> <laughs> tight 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 no, yeah no, they're no, not no. great um in so many ways aslan is a puppet it's a oh lot oh um but but the silver chair is, is pretty okay because there's not that much uh, in the way of special effects you need to do yeah. the silver chair. But the the thing about the silver chair that's so great is they consistently cast the same person as the witch in all of the mil- movies that they made. Yeah. So the witch, the white witch, yeah. it, also that actress plays right. the witch who's going to bring back the white witch in Prince Caspian and plays the emerald witch. Uh-huh. I think oh, that wow. that is how it should be. Yeah. Like, I think that there is only one witch in Narnia. Yeah. There are lots of reasons one could disagree with me, but characters no. in Narnia propose that that like I think this is the same ancient evil yeah. that put no winter it makes for a lot of years. sense like it it is one force of evil yeah and like and it's one force of evil that some dumbass human brought into the world 
<laughs> so many metaphors. <laughs> Just good job, Diggory. You ruined it. You broke it. <laughs> Great job. While Aslan is singing this world into existence, you had to bring a witch. <laughs> Why? Yeah, but I yeah, I do like that. Yeah. That it's one force of evil that gets brought back in these like in this <laughs> same but different. Same, same but different. And this yeah. time it's a snack. A bad Trixie yeah. snake lady. Um, and so bad Trixie snake lady bites the queen of Narnia and, and, and she dies. She doesn't mm-hmm. snake form when she bites it. Not like a witch crawls <laughs> through the grass and bites the queen. <laughs> no, it slithers in and then turns back into a human. <laughs> and then just bites her. <laughs> Munch. So any who's. Uh, Prince Rillian, the son of Caspian and the mm-hmm. star's daughter, uh, is hunting the snake that killed his mother. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what kind of snake can kill a star's daughter? Apparently this one. Apparently this snake. But then one day, Prince Rillian goes missing. And no one in Narnia can find him. The king sends hunting parties to find him. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over, and no one returns. And so it is outlawed to look for the prince. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is, like, he's probably dead. And nobody's coming back from wherever yeah. he is. If he's alive. Also, just... Caspian. Old man Caspian. Old so Caspian. Good. Being like, okay, if all of y'all are going to die looking for my son, then it's against the law. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Love y'all. Thanks for the support, but no. I feel so supported right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so supportive right now. Yeah. So Eustace, who mm-hmm. is now a better person because Aslan got to him. Yep. Also, Aslan <laughs> clawing off the dragon skin is just oh. one of my favorite scenes in anything ever. Um, sorry. Yeah, Eustace Ugh. and his school friend Jill, uh, get brought into Narnia, and they are they are commissioned by Aslan to go find the prince. Mm-hmm. And basically, they screw it up at every step. They're yeah. given four signs, yeah, and they follow one of them. <laughs> like they accidentally, <laughs> yeah, s- like they miss three of them, like. Yeah. Right over their heads. Which, like, friggin', yep. have you seen the Matrix? Like, it's <laughs> like they're dodging the signs. <laughs> it's like it's on purpose. Yeah. But like, the, I would like to read a portion from the one sign that they got right. <laughs> they paid attention when it counted, apparently. The, the one sign, one of the signs was that the first person who asks them to do something in the name of Aslan, they need to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the last and final sign. Which, wow. Great job for following. <laughs> good, good job following directions. Good job following those really difficult instructions. Yeah, like, these are not hard directions. Yeah. <laughs> these are very, like, when you see some writing on the ground, obey it. Yeah. Screw nope. that one up. <laughs> nope. Do, uh, go talk to the first person you see. Don't nope. do that. <laughs> don't do that. Go north. Kinda, but not really. <laughs> uh, don't don't do this, and then listen to the one, the first person who who asks you to do something in the name yeah. of Aslan. And so they they in this dark underground like underworld thing. Yeah. They meet this very charming, kind of crazy person who <laughs> crazy. My favorite is that it's like the books like he looks like Hamlet, <laughs> and I'm like, I love C.S. Lewis. <laughs> he looks like Hamlet. And you're like, oh, okay, got like, it. Have you ever seen an author just give up on describing <laughs> someone because they've already been described? Yeah. Imagine Hamlet. <laughs> that. Excellent. <laughs> that. Anyway, he he is tied to this silver chair, mm-hmm. 
Oh, yep. Oh, and and then he's like, "I'm Prince Rillian. Like, it's me. I'm under a spell, and every night it starts to break, and then I'm tied to this chair, and I can't get out." And he, they are convinced, like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna let him out. He's yeah. lying to us." And he asks them, "By all fears and all loves, by the bright skies of Overland, by the great lion, by Aslan himself, I charge you." And all three of them are like, "Ah, <laughs> the sign." Well. It says That's the first one we've seen. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, and it says that they cry out like they've been hurt. Like, ah! <laughs> and then my favorite, Puddle Glum. I don't know about that. You see, Aslan didn't tell Pole what would happen. He only told her what to do. That fellow will be the death of us once he's up, I shouldn't wonder. But that doesn't let us off following the sign. In the name of Aslan, they said, and began methodically cutting the cords. Hmm. Hmm. And then the witch shows up and sees the prince walking around. She's like, "Yikes! Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh. This is very spoiler heavy. I'm thrilled. Excellent. Um, and so she she like starts to deceive them all again because uh-huh. like, oh, it's such good writing. It's so good. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay on this soapbox. Yeah. No, fair for a minute because Excellent. here's the thing. Get it. It's the same thing that the White Witch promised Edmund with, like, you'll be king of Narnia, yeah. even though he was already going to be king of yeah. Narnia. The gr- the Emerald Witch, like, kidnaps Rillian and then tells him he'll be king of Overland, all as though he's not the crown prince of yeah. Overland. So she starts <laughs> to deceive them all, and it's it's also my favorite thing. Thank you, Dr. Liar. It's uh, C.S. Lewis's response to David Hume, which is like, you imagined Aslan because you saw a cat and you wanted a bigger cat. And you mm-hmm. imagined the sun because you saw a lamp and you wanted a bigger lamp. And Puddleglum steps on the fire with the incense. Ugh. And the smell of burning marshwiggle is not that charming, so it kind of helps break the spell. And he says, Suppose we have only dreamed or made up all those things. Trees and grass and sun and moon and stars and Aslan himself. Suppose we have then all I can say is that in that case, the made-up things seem a good deal more important than the real ones. I'm on Aslan's side, even if there isn't any Aslan to lead it. I'm going to live like a Narnian, as I can, even if there isn't any Narnia. And I'm just like, yummy! (laughs) Oh, hashtag same. (laughs) Living my best Peter life every day. (laughs) I'm 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 just... I'm just trying to be a good Narnian, okay? Honestly, I think if you live like a Narnian and live like a Hobbit, you're not going to go that far wrong. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yep. It's like, also been my big shutdown whenever someone asks me, like, how can you be smart and religious? And I'm like, I'm going to live like there's an Aslan, even if there's no Aslan yeah. to live like. Yeah. And it's like, ow. Dope. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Cow. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Cool, cool, cool. Lots of doubts, lots of doubts, lots of doubts. But, you know, still Aslan, still Aslan. Oh, that's very Peter. Yep. So, Silver Chair. Oh, God. So good. Okay. I love it. And I just, I do quite enjoy all of these, like, in this world, children are kind of the most um i don't want to say qualified but successful yep (laughs) in missions Mm -hmm. like it's always been children are successful in missions 
And yep. in this world, they let them be. Yep. Which has I always been something that I really liked about Narnia and that made me feel like good because mm-hmm. I'm still under 18. Mm-hmm. And especially when I was like very young, um, like Narnia made it feel special mm-hmm. to be a, a kid, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. It felt more important because in this world, yeah, <laughs> we're useless and like nobody, people listen sometimes, but not really. Yeah, and like we're not trusted. We can't do anything, and it's like we, people think that we can't do anything, but like in this world, they call out for them to do something. Yeah, like Aslan is calling them. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're needed and it works like it always works yeah and i i I just love that in aslan's country you can't tell how old anyone is yeah like you're more childlike than the most childlike child and you're more grown-up than the most grown-up grown-up yeah and also caspian honestly same yeah (laughs) and i'm like yep well and that's that's also i think what tolkien gets at with his elves and what makes the elves so interesting and, and why they seem so good is like Legolas doesn't feel like he's 3,000. Yeah. Like, he doesn't feel like an old man. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't feel like a child. Like, yeah. elves, kings and queens of Narnia, all of all of those really yeah. good mythic figures are good. Yeah. They're good people, and they, they do what they're told. And also, if pressed, they will throw down so hard. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I was talking to Tessa at, um, at dinner. such good seating oh yeah we had a dinner and and i was sat next to we worked very hard on that seating chart chloe's sister tessa and we were talking it's like she's like what's the difference between like a narnian and someone like in lord of the rings and i'm like a princess or a queen of gondor has knights for that Mm -hmm. when preston narnian will throw down themselves Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's why Vanya seems like she's from Gondor and Jason seems like he's from Gondor because he'll throw down for Vanya. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. No. I'm here to throw down. King Heidi's here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. Like, this is recently. Like, I just want to be in Narnia. All the Constantly. Time. All the time. And it doesn't go away. I think that's what C.S. Lewis is talking about with Joy is like. Yeah, it's that joy. I feel like even though I've like never been, it's that same feeling that like in the beginning of Silver Chair, kind mm-hmm. of Eustace is kind of talking about it. Where like he just he he wants to go back, and like he needs to go back, <coughs> and I feel like that constantly. Like it's just something that's always there. Like yeah. you always remember that time, and you need to go back, but. Well, you can't always. Well, there's this awesome in in the first Narnia in mm-hmm. um in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. When right before the coronation, the line is, "Can you hear it? Do you remember?" Yeah. And it's the sound of the gulls yeah. at Caerphilly, and it's like, well, of course I can't remember, but of course I can. Yeah. And it's this idea that that like, to some degree, um, the the feeling of being called by by God or by Aslan or you know however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. That that feeling of calling is the feeling of, of like I am breathing air that my lungs were not made for. Mm-hmm. Like, like there is a a place I was made for. There is a 
a job I was made for. There is a self I was made for, and I am none of those things. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. And and it's that that feeling of like of someday, and it's it's so good, and it it's almost impossible to describe how well Narnia works in that way. Yeah. Because it's not in any one moment. It's in every single page. You feel like this is the story of someone who has been home. Yeah. It's it's just it's a cra- it's crazy how much I like <coughs> there's kind of two different things that I've always like wanted is I've always wanted to be in Narnia mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to be like off the island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like both are just kind of things that I've been searching for. And with those two things together, I think it's just combined to make this place feel not like home. Yeah. Like, I think that's a little bit what it is. Yeah. Is the sense of Narnia, but the sense of also like, but there's another place and I know it's home. I just haven't been there yet. Yeah. And that's kind of what, the Narnia complex is with both actual Narnia and a kind of metaphorical place like Narnia. Yeah. And I think also (coughs) like one of my favorite things about it is that like when you've had that experience even once or even, even like a, a, the taste of it, the the moment of it, it's like having had that, you become someone better and you become someone different. Like Mm -hmm. it's that once a king or queen in Narnia, always a king or queen in Narnia. I think, I think that that, regality Mm -hmm. that that responsibility and that like that way of carrying oneself yeah um, it doesn't go away and and like i think that that feeling of a thing running through one's own life Mm -hmm. like this calling yeah um i really like how it works in the movie that we were doing because it's such a mythic movie Oh my I'm god! So excited. <laughs> and just we're gonna say it again. You can like things. You can like things people don't like. You can like things that could have been done better or differently or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is how they all got done. And we're gonna talk about episode nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. <sighs> it's so mythic. Oh. I love the dark version of like all of my life. There's been this person calling out to me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh. And I love. Okay, Rise of Skywalker really worked for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, oh, really yeah. worked for me. And I've heard so many people, like, have so many opinions. I don't understand them. You're allowed to have your opinions. Mm-hmm. I just cannot relate. Yeah. I mean... I, <laughs> In any way. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Uh, you know what I, I think, too? Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm realized... I put this together today because I wanted to make sure that I had, like, right. my thoughts organized on, right. on where this connection was. But one... Uh, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo as Prince Rillian is the only way that I'm willing to interpret that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like he's already a Skywalker. Yeah. He's already got, you know, a pretty good name, but he wants more, you know, all of that stuff. But also, like, everyone that I've heard kind of complain about the way that Ben Solo dies, I'm like, do you know how the Force works? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything better than the feeling of, like, the person that I love is now in me and around me at all times. Yeah. That's so much better than them being alive. There's, like, a Lewisian idea that, like, 
the reason there isn't sex in heaven is because like the experience of heaven transcends sex uh-huh. and i'm like yeah the experience of having your boyfriend be one with the force transcends <laughs> sex <laughs> like it's not and i don't mean that uh-huh. to be like it's sexual i mean like yeah no did you know that you can love things in a non-sexual way uh-huh. and that there might even be a love possible that is better than and beyond sexual love a surprise <laughs> oh also just everything about that movie <laughs> so good the little traumatized droid no thank you <gasps> no thank you <laughs> no thank you oh somebody pointed out that bb8 asks ray what she did and she force healed and then when he sees the droid that's got no power he shares his power with and i'm like <laughs> bb8 is perfect <laughs> And C-3PO losing his memory. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, tragic, but also hilarious. (laughs) Also, C-3PO losing his memory, that's the rise of Skywalker, because Anakin Mm. built (laughs) C-3PO. Yeah. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) And just this idea that people are all like, Ray can't give up being a Palpatine. I'm like, bitch. (laughs) Do you know how much better it is to be like, no, you can be born into a family, and you can, like renounce that yeah and become a fully integrated member of a different family like yeah. you can belong somewhere that you weren't born also that like all of his life uh-huh. oh this is so good i'm just now realizing how yeah. good this is <laughs> it's so good all of his life ben solo was trying to be pulled out of the skywalker bloodline and into the palpatine yeah. force line and all of her life Ray rejected the Palpatine bloodline and was pulled into the Skywalker force yeah. line. How cool is that? <gasps> <sighs> I'm a sucker for a good conversion story. I I'm love them. I uh, love redemption story. Give me that self-sacrifice and redemption <laughs> stories. Like, oh, sweet, sweet redemption. Uh, oh, give me a person given a task on a cliff. Beautiful. Oof. I, okay, and then just Ben Solo is so much less stupid <laughs> when he's Ben Solo and not Kylo Ren. Because every time Kylo Ren walks on the screen, I kid you not, I literally start laughing. Oh, like I can't, laugh. I can't not laugh whenever him and his like posse. Oh my god, are the neo Nazis of Ren. Ugh. Like it's. So stupid because it's not threatening like it does not look threatening at all i'm just like you look like a bunch of fifth graders dressed up no second graders dressed up in your little costumes being all it's um it reminds me of a a play we did in elementary school like a a very brief musical Uh in which a gang of children on razor scooters beat up another kid while singing beat you up yeah beat you up yeah beat you up yeah <laughs> and i'm like that's all i can think that's of with it the Ren. <laughs> that's it <laughs> i'm like yep yep that's all musical is fine it was for fifth graders but yeah no shade to the musical <laughs> yeah only shade to the knights of ren <laughs> <laughs> the knights of ren that's what they're called <laughs> i know and i love it's how ridiculous so they are <laughs> So I like I love all the fan I love watching the fan bros just freak out about how the Knights of Ren aren't cool enough and I'm like that's the point that's the point being bad isn't cool it's not being cool. good is badass yeah it's oh my god 
I was surprised more people weren't laughing. Like, I don't understand how they didn't find it so funny well, whenever they, st- they were walking down the hallway. Because well, like, they wanted to be cool like them. I just doubled over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, at one point, they were on the screen for too long, and I couldn't take it. No, yeah, I, just I was doubled there. over. We were both, like, clutching our pearls. I'm like, just what? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other thing, too, that I love is that, like, there's additional shade has been thrown and I would like to address this controversy of like how Palpatine's plans got slowly less complex and like less interesting Mm -hmm. like the prequel plan is really good like Mm -hmm. chestnut checkers and then the trilogy's checkers and then this is like throw the board Mm -hmm. that's how evil works evil makes you stupid they're like uh okay uh scratch that (laughs) well hatred makes you stupid yeah like all you want to do is break stuff yeah like what's the point of destroying everyone in the galaxy I don't know. He's bad. He's got nothing left in him. Yeah. But just like this, this rage and this, this drive to break stuff. Like this isn't a plan. Yeah. It started off as a plan. It's not one anymore. Yeah. Because that's what evil does. Like it slowly turns like a certain point of evil to get to that peak evil. You have to basically destroy everything and make the entire universe basically worthless. Well, and you it's like that thing that um that we're going to keep tying yeah. in Lewis. It's like that screw tape thing where like you have to have some virtues alive. Yeah. Because like courage is virtuous and you can't have a coward do truly evil things because yeah. they won't have the guts. Yeah. Like those kinds of things. It's great. And I mean it really really works for me. That that whole so- so good and i mean i'm also impressed with the technicality of that of that film and of course it's not perfect it's great but it, yeah. it's kind of perfect it's kind of perfect they also paid off the the chekhov's lightsaber of <laughs> leia there is another yeah in return of the jedi that we just forgot about yeah i didn't forget <laughs> i never forget also her lightsaber is rose gold what oh an icon oh my god yes <laughs> get it <laughs> uh, oh. ben solo prince of alderaan get it oh, I just it's it was so good I'm so excited to see it again yeah I'm seeing it again um I want to see it again I'm yeah not, I'm probably not going to see it again in theaters only because I'm cheap yeah but I'm going to see it again on Disney plus oh. on a bi-weekly basis duh <laughs> duh and now that I know that I, I mean I love the way that Last Jedi works mm. into Rise of Skywalker yeah like I think it would have been interesting to leave Rey a nobody right but I think but it's I do really like this alternative. Yeah. And I really like the alternative of like she was born a Palpatine and from the beginning she shed that identity. Yeah. Like her parents Her parents shed that. Yeah. Identity. Her parents shed it. Her parents made her a nobody. Yeah. That is fantastic. Like Yeah. I it's like that um that like, oh, it runs in the family and it runs out here. Yeah. It's like they made her Ray just Ray. Like they were the ones who did all in therapy, we would say that they are the ones who did the work. Yep. To give Ray a shot, and yeah. and you know, and that's why Luke and Leia are like, yeah, we can see who you're related to, but it's totally irrelevant. Yeah. It's I, irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, a- and just the trust of Leia training her anyway. Yeah. Leia, oh. <laughs> so good. Rise up. Uh, here comes the general. Rise up. Uh. She's about to force ghost. Also, Ben Solo is not mentally stable enough to stay a Jedi. He needed to force ghost out of there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he needed to force ghost out of there. I saw something, too. And then we got to, you know, go to music. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, why couldn't Anakin force heal? 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Anakin didn't force heal his mom. He didn't even try. He just killed all the t- sand people. Yeah. Like, Anakin didn't try to heal Padme. He choked her when she was like, we can figure this out together. And he's like, we can't. Uh-huh. You know, Ben Solo is the first of the Skywalker bloodline to love someone apart from themselves. Yeah. Like, to truly love someone and to be like, I want them alive. Yeah. Not for me. I, I want like them I want them to, to, be. to be alive. Yeah. And so he's the only one who could actually like make the sacrifice play. Yeah. I love it. So I love good. it. And just the force pass. The force Oh the force pass. Saber pass. Are you kidding me? Hallelujah. Are you kidding me? What I oh, Hallelujah <laughs> lightsabers. <laughs> Bow down, kids. So good. <laughs> oh. And now before we talk about this movie in even further detail, yes. I love Rose Tycho. I love Finn. I love Poe. I love everyone. Oh my god! My favorite interpretation of Poe and the New Girl is that Poe and the New Girl are both very, very gay, and so they always make a joke about how they're going to make out every time they see each other. <laughs> That's my favorite headcanon. Moving on. Funny, nice. I like it. The album that is, in fact, the playlist that Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren listens to nonstop: Under Oath's Erase Me album. Yep. Good description. <laughs> Lead me to the rapture. Leave me oh. out to dry. Oh. Set my body free. All the lines are good. They're all good. <laughs> I failed myself. I failed my friends. I gave up. And I'm like, <laughs> mood. Ooh. <laughs> ben is like, mood. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so is Prince Rillian. <laughs> Yo, I just... Uh, I'm looking up some lyrics because it's so good. It's also the lightest of Under Oath's albums. Yeah. Well, that specific song, I sorry to go back to go for it movie, but that specific song is very that scene with um, Force Ghost Han Solo and Ky- and Ben Solo mm. being like, "Dad, I." He's like, "I know. <laughs> mm. You're good." <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah. She loves you. It's fine. Well, and also that. Dad is like, I, I get it. Yeah. He's like, it's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm a lot to live up to. <laughs> so is your mother. <laughs> We're a lot. This family is a lot. <laughs> I get it. Oh, this is so good. Bloodlust is real. I never thought I'd be right here, but the bloodlust is real. You can't make me feel alive. I will be your animal, and you can be my cannibal. And I'm like, thanks, Kylo. <laughs> thanks. Uh, You're the only thing that gets me high and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. That's Kyla. I mean, I really am just looking at... I'm literally just clicking random songs and being like, yep, this is both Kylo and Prince Rillian. Yeah. Oh, and there's no heartbeat. Something's wrong with me. Maybe this is just a cry for help. Maybe I should just forgive myself. <laughs> is this the reason that I go through <laughs> hell? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just like... It's spot on. You're the only thing that gets me high, and I hate it. And I hate it. (laughs) But I retrace steps to retrace steps. I just retrace steps to retrace steps. It's so good, and I can't even explain how good this album is. I failed myself. I failed my friends. I gave up. And I'm like, I'm like, the emo kid in me is alive (laughs) it's alive 
five. There's no heartbeat. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> Something's wrong. Uh, and I am all the Jedi. Oh. oh. Follow the signs. Follow oh. the signs. Follow the signs. Here's the Ray thing. who? Skywalker. <laughs> Here's my personal theory. Of all the... St- all the Star Wars. Yes. Only Finn and Ray could make it into Narnia. And Rose. Finn and Ray and Rose. Oh, Rose definitely go. Oh, Rose has been. <laughs> Rose has been. <laughs> Rose and her good, good Rose sister. Has been. Her, oh, my, oh my gosh. Rose's sister uh, is standing there on the mountain of Aslan's country yep. watching all this unfold and just being like, good job, guys. <laughs> Poe, you done being a cowboy? <laughs> Poe, you done? <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. Same starship. I'm trying to think of who else could possibly go. I mean, I want to say Leia, but no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why, but no. No. I mean. Because I want it to be a four. Yeah, I want, like, okay. I want it to be a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it needs to yeah. be a four. Um, it's got to be four. <laughs> ben, he's the Edmund of yeah. the family. <laughs> Rose is Lucy. Ben is Edmund. Ray is... Not really Susan. Ray's I like Ray's Peter. Ray's Peter and Finn is <laughs> Susan. Finn is 100% Susan. We'll use the force. That's not how the force, uh, force works. works. We'll call Aslan. That's not oh, how Aslan. Oh my god, that makes Han Solo Mr. Beaver. <laughs> oh, correct. <laughs> Thanks, I love it. Finn is Susan. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Finn, Queen yeah. Finn, the gentle, King Ray, yeah. the magnificent. I am all the Jedi, oh. the high Jedi, <laughs> Ray Skywalker. I am all the kings. <laughs> Rise up. Well, that's the thing about being high king. Like, that's the point is yeah. that he's king of kings in Narnia. And you're oh. just like, yikes. Ah. Also, Rose is absolutely the Lucy of the family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Ben. And I love her. Aslan, I know. I know. <laughs> well, it reminds me of that, um, I've talked to Edmund. There's no need yeah. to talk about what's past. Yeah. And it's like, and it's just, Dad? <laughs> I know. I know. Mom? <laughs> Jackie? <laughs> Jackie? Hey, Rory, what's oh. your wreck of the week? Oh, my God. Uh, over the Hedge. Yep, absolutely. I forgot it for a second, but yeah, over the hedge, one hundred percent. My wreck is hoodwinked. I'm sure you've seen both of these. We're suck. just re- recommending, suck suck. yeah, that you watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. Roll credits. Our theme song is "Downtown Love" by Reese from his EP "It's Okay to Be Sad." This podcast is produced and edited by me. Both Rory and I do pre-production by reading. All the Narnias and watching all the Narnias and listening, listening to, to all, the, all Narnias. the Narnias and listening to the sweet, sweet words of Aslan. Mm. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on the podcast app or get in touch with us through Twitter and Instagram. We still have the passwords, probably. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Bye. I like rain. <laughs> Drip, drip, drop little December showers. It's January. Oops. <laughs> <laughs>